0: What's up, Geeks, and welcome back to the Geekcentric Podcast. Of course, if you're joining us, this is our ongoing series called Watch Club for Season 2 of The Mandalorian. All right, welcome back, geeks, to Watch Club The Mandalorian Season 2. Of course, we're going to be talking about Episode 3, titled The Heiress. Uh, This is Chapter 11. Uh, This is directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, who, if you don't remember, uh, directed Episode 4 in Season 1. And I know... We had a lot to say about that, so if you haven't listened to our Season 1 of Watch Club, feel free to you know, hop back into there, uh, check that out, uh, and, uh, and see what we said about Episode 4. We'll obviously reiterate a little bit on this one, but before we get into all of this, joining me on the show, we have the Jellical Jokester of Jawas, Justin. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's good. That's Not a bad. good one. I was trying to wow. find J-words that were worked in the Star Wars world. So, Well, that was a good one. That was a good I one. Appreciate I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Right. Geeks, remember... This is spoiler-filled. Spoiler, spoiler. So there will be spoilers for, you know, not only this show, but also the animated series, anything that's been Star Wars before. So if you don't want to hear about that we're getting into it, man. We'll get deep into into it, it. especially as this series, uh, and we'll talk about it, starts to really get into uh, some of the aspects of the animated series. So definitely, that is your spoiler warning, um, but let's get into it. Um, You know, high-level thoughts, Justin. What did you think of... Uh, the this episode directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Well, yeah, that first off, in let's regards just address to
1: that, yeah, let's address that. I think. I mentioned this in, in our other watch clubs but having rewatched season one prior to getting into season two episode four stood out as kind of this conundrum where it's just like it didn't know what it wanted to be mm-hmm. like it had these really sincere moments between Mando and the people yeah. which felt very much like a character building thing mm-hmm. but then there was this obvious like ominous threat beyond the forest you know and there was this action with element the, with and, the and T-Rex ha- in the forest yeah well with the, with the what's it called with the A-T-S-T right yeah, so yeah. but I, again that just you know that episode felt so cumbersome because it just didn't know what it wanted to be sure and then you have something like this which knows what it wants to be and I think that this episode was far better example of her ability to direct because I think you know looking back now at that episode there was a lot to try to achieve that she Mm -hmm. kind of squished into this uh, that episode uh, in season one this one had a very nice little focus to it I enjoyed this I thought it was very entertaining it had fun heist elements the music was was also a little bit different at times yeah um, action scenes were great in the short amount of time. Now it's it's it sucks though because these episodes are what like thirty five minutes now. Yeah, the, the first episode. I did, but
0: yeah. I didn't mind it honestly. I I really yeah. didn't mind it, and I think to your point, Justin. Um, in the previous season, I think Bryce Dallas Howard and they actually talk about this in the roundtable director episode of the making of uh, the Mandalorian, which is on Disney Plus as well. Definitely go check that out, and you'll you see John Favreau and Dave Filoni like kind of being like, yeah, we we really threw Bryce Dallas Howard like a hard ball with that episode and everything that she needed to achieve within it. So I think you're absolutely right. Like I guess it was sort of um it was a really tough sort of first go for her uh in the director's chair for that episode and, and the content she had to kind of figure out. And I think this episode being it's, it's tightly packed. It's, it's very fast. You know what? It reminded me so much of episode three of season one, um, which was, you know, I fully expected to see Deborah Chow's name uh, as the director of this episode at the end of the episode. Right, so when it was right, Bryce right. Dallas Howard, I was like, really? Like, wow. Um, of course, we get a, a phenomenal, again, another, I, I really like this sort of cold open thing. Can you remind me, did they do this in the first season? Did they do it a little bit? Um, I think there's, I think they're having more liberties
1: in the first season. They were there. but I don't know if they were as intentional as these ones right like they they kind of like they kind of establish a tone right off the bat right like it had the badass
0: sort of start to it and then the comedy sort of like as soon as
1: the thing fell I laughed out
0: loud (laughs) I thought it was funny and I I think honestly to your point in in terms of it setting a tone about the episode you're absolutely right it does it it shows him as this sort of clunky representation of something he thinks he is uh Mm. and maybe isn't really that way and and we see that a lot with his fighting style later on but uh and then, we, of course, we move into uh, getting to see, I think, probably my one of my favorite moments in this episode. And I didn't think... Listen, got, say what you will about me crying while I'm watching these things. But getting to see the expression on Frog Lady when she's running towards her mate. Expression. Her, no. Dude, her, her cute little face and the huge smile she has. And she's running with her arms out and like... Oh, I te- I didn't cry, but I definitely teared up. Like, because that was like, okay, such Let's a joyous moment, part. dude. Let's just keep moving. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. He reunited the frog people. Very That's lovely. Cool. Very lovely. Um, of course. They but bring, again, yeah, another connection that he's he's formulated across the galaxy. Right? right. Like you know, another friend he's made.
0: Sure. And if we and who knows, maybe we get to see all their frog babies come back. Let's kind of fast forward a little. Of course, we get to go into that uh, that cantina. He speaks with uh with one of these um Moncal or Mon Calamari, uh, and uh, and he's talking to him and then he says he knows a guy. He ends up on a boat with the Korrin. Uh and this is kind of the first time I think we see boats in Star Wars. Were you as shocked as I was to see a boat, Justin?
1: Nah uh, what would you say the like in um Rise of Skywalker when she, she has to go to the uh Oh, I guess she has Death like Star. a little. Yeah, that's huh. more of
0: like a raft, though. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I don't know.
1: Yeah, but maybe maybe like <laughs> that kind of boat.
0: Um, of course, you know, Mando gets duped into going on this boat, and uh, and the 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 Corin that's there is like, yeah. Have you ever seen a uh, what is it called a manacor? Uh, eat. Oh, it's great. Get your kid over here to look at it. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what? Who wants to look at this giant? Scary monster! It's a little kid, uh, and so of course we get that freaky moment uh, where he just bam knocks it in mid <laughs> mid sentence. I was like, "Wait, what just happened?" And he knocks it right into the water, and and then the child uh, thankfully closes his little hatch uh, and gets eaten uh, whole by the manacore. Uh, and of course, we see Dinjar jump back into the water there to try and try and save him. They're like, "Oh, we got the Beskar now!" And I was like. Dang, like I for a minute I thought Corn were going to be cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we see I them in they the were, yeah. they're always evil. They're always yeah. evil oh. people. They're never, you know, like what what this what the previous episode did for sand people in like, you know, reestablishing them in the no, Corn, they're dead to us. They they, they yeah. they're dead to us. Um, but yeah, so we get that that crazy moment they try and they try and uh Drowned the Mandalorian. Uh, yeah, they to tried to his... they tried to capture him, and yes. and
1: you know he we like it, it, another moment where he is you know locked down and has no real foreseeable way out of the situation. Right, and his ass was saved. Yes, by three Mandalorian that landed.
0: Yeah, uh, and so uh, you're right. Yeah, so we get to see Bo Katan. Uh, and uh and then I think a couple other characters who I've got listed yeah. here. Well we now know who Sasha Banks' character is. Sasha Banks as Koska Reeves, uh is Koska her character's name. I love name, what they did name. with her hair with the braids. I thought that was super yeah. cool. Uh Simon Cassianito Cassian Cassianitos. Uh that actually his his real name sounds like a Star Wars name. Uh yeah. he plays Axe Woves, which is a great name. Uh and then of course Katie Sackhoff uh, reprising her role um from from the animated series uh as Bo. Katan and I really loved what they did how they sort of they sort of revealed you know that whole mystery of like well wait since when can Mandalorian's not take off their helmet like, cuz they've always done so in right. the animated series and she she basically covers so much for us as the audience within just a couple of sentences and just I love it I love it so this is what I want from this series I want yep. these little little tidbits of information that are giving us huge pieces of you know storyline that we can maybe go back and look at later but
1: how small of a serve so yeah. obviously you're, you're referring to her identifying with the fact that mando's actually not really a mandalorian he's not a real mandalorian yeah he's part of the children of the watch which right. was obviously referencing death watch death um, watch yeah from the clone Wars mm-hmm. series and this is this is pretty big this is the this is the the group that uh, removed itself from from Mandalore and yes. created its own uh, fraction of, of Mandalorian followers, um, which kind of was a return to tradition.
0: Yeah, so the, I think the Death Watch were kind of the idea of like, you know how there's different sects of like Christianity? Death Watch is very much... Old Testament, they're true warriors. That's their faith. Um, They have to keep their helmets on. Um, And and that was originally, you know, I think the the original um, leader that we get to see in the animated series um, was actually played by John Favreau, Favreau right, yeah, and he played yeah. um, what was the guy's name? Previsla, and mm-hmm. he
1: is the heir to the original. Like he is bloodline. He was essentially like you know the Arthur Correct. of this of this dynasty, right? Yes. So, and uh, obviously, if you know he's he's no longer around, so no. yeah, he's uh, he's gone. We, we, yeah, and I'm
0: surprised. Right? I'm surprised that they didn't sort of explore that a little bit more as a character development for Din Djarin himself. You know like kind of almost in the way that and I think the episode was moving really fast and that would be the only the only thing that like I loved how I loved the pace of it, but at times there were moments where I was just like, "Well, hang on. Did 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 Din Djarin there really understand what he just heard because basically what he just heard was you're part of a fake religious group that isn't re- isn't actually real Mandalore, and therefore you know, this is the way and and all the things that you believe, you know, I I feel like that would affect him more. And maybe maybe we'll get to see that in in the future a little bit more. You know, if he does interact with Bo... Catan, he, but he uh, trusts
1: again. he trusts her right because yeah. as the episode
0: goes on right
1: we see those hints of moments where she's speaking to him um yeah I think I think you see that she has an appreciation and an understanding for him mm-hmm. it's yet to be seen though if she'll go because we've seen both sides of her throughout Clone Wars right, right. so it, you know maybe you don't go villain in this one but you might wait until if you know she's around you know going back to where we left off mm-hmm. you know they meet on the boat he flies off. Yeah. He's like, okay, I got to get out of here. But yeah. then they, they confront him again. They save his ass again from, yes. from being pounded. You by, killed my brother. My brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I love that yeah. moment where she's like, yeah.
0: he didn't kill your brother. I did.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then all like of the lands, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, and the music
0: yeah. that plays in those moments where it's like that yeah. trap music, sort of that into the Spider-Verse, sort of like, yes, boom, yeah,
1: that's exactly. So it had some good. trap vibes and it played in the it played in it quite a few times. You know, she she finally gets gets the ability to talk to him. Yeah. And she says, "I'll get you to the Jedi I'll let you I'll lead you to do a Jedi because I know a Jedi yeah but you have to help me with this and it's like is
0: this what these episodes are always gonna but be? Justin Justin I'm telling you if they get all they need to do is give us a little bit of story push forward and I'm okay with a little DLC especially when it contains action like this episode yeah, did. yeah I thought the choreography yes. the fighting yeah. the the way in which we get to see real Mandalorians fight because so far in this series we actually haven't really seen real mandalorians fight you know what i mean which makes you think like all the times that you see him yes not really be as great and kind of be lucky he's a little clunky
1: yeah he's not a mandalorian like maybe there's a purpose to why we're seeing those moments Yeah. do you know what i mean yeah 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 so bo katan basically says we need your help with this mission yeah the empire is moving weapons from this from this port out of here and we're going to seize those weapons so we can claim back Mandalore. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, her intent is to, to steal weapons so that she can power her own army to go back up right. in there and get and her there's, home. And there's there's
0: sort of this uh, sort of this throwaway line. I think that Dinjarin sort of talks about like, well, that planet is cursed; no one comes back from it. Uh, and then she was just kind of like, well, that's what the Empire wants you to believe. Her goal really is to bring back her culture, her people. Uh, and I think that's that's kind of a really interesting in the sort wreckage of, in
1: the wreckage of the empire. Yeah, right? like the empire's falling, and right? it's a cool it,
0: it's a cool parallel I think with the Mandalorian in the sense that he's trying to find the child's people, right? And then maybe maybe it ends up that they're all just you know it turns into like well that's, we're all that's family the, or whatever well, you know. But that's the interesting thing. Yeah.
1: today in this episode, you really learned that his task is really to find a Jedi. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's to defined a Jedi. And I mean I think we, we
0: talked about in our season one reviews of this the, the first season of like how we kind of liked that they were getting away from the Jedi. That we kind of like the idea of going watching Star yeah. Wars where we're not centered around the Jedi uh, and the force and we're still coming back to it. And again, I mean listen, when I saw the child, I was like <laughs> I was like, Okay, I don't care. I love it. I want it. Yeah. I want <laughs> I want to see more of this thing. Um, even if it does mean we get, you know back in the force back with the jedi dinjarin drops off the baby babysitting with the frog people and i'm like what there are you, you doing go. he's going to eat all their babies what are you are you crazy no and then a baby actually hatched that's right. crazy and he right? was like, mmm, so, like, delicious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was eyeing that thing all the whole time. <laughs> yeah, guess, he's like, so. how do we cook it? <laughs> um, uh, of course, we then get to uh, we get into the ship, and then, again, there's an amazing moment of them flying all together. We get to see them using their jetpacks again. And, uh, and they get on the ship, and they start fighting uh, all these different stormtroopers. Um, and there's a group of them uh, that is led... Uh by I, I don't know the character's name, but his actor's name is Kevin Dorf. Who if you've ever watched Conan O'Brien, he's in a ton of Conan O'Brien like skits and things like that. He was fantastic like that whole moment was so awesome. He's the cargo guy, right? Yeah. The cargo part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's just like, close the yeah, doors, yeah, yeah. close the doors. Like, which ones? He's like, all of them, <laughs> all close of the them. doors. <laughs> close all, all the doors. doors. Yeah, yeah, so
1: yeah. good. Oh yeah. my god! And gosh. then that that actually led them to their doom because they locked them in the control yeah, room yeah, for yeah, the cargo, and yeah. they all just got sucked out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, uh, he's like,
0: um, where did you where did you leave them in the cargo control area? And then you just see uh, Titus Welliver's character just go where but yeah Titus Weller was in this episode right as well. it's kind of another fun element to this show where it's like yeah who's who are the who are the guest characters in this episode right like yeah. who who played the Mon Cal that he spoke to at the beginning was that someone special right. we'll have to yeah, go on yeah. the internet and find out right so um yeah. I love I do really like that about the series and I love that about how I think that's Jon Favreau bringing that in of him being like yeah I got a buddy who wants to do this thing so yeah because um, they have they're Star Wars fans exactly right? like they're all Star Wars fans, so cool so to, to see. see it's cool um of course uh I think he played speaking of Titus over was a standout uh, as a bad you know I think he's a great Star Wars villain Um, and I honestly I was really sad to see the way he went out Um, so we get that great moment where we get to see Moff Gideon uh, for the first time this season uh, and he's like well if they've taken that much of the ship it's too late you know what you have to do and you just see this look in his eyes and you, you just see him go from like hopeful to dead inside and he just yeah. shoots those two drivers, those two pilots, and gets in and just starts raring down, you know, crashing the yeah, ship, going down with the ship, suicide yeah. mission. And, yeah. and, uh, and I, you know, honestly, I would have, he would have been a bad character that I thought would have been amazing to bring back. Like, I just, I don't know. There's something about, maybe it's just because I'm a big Lost fan. I don't know. I don't know. I really liked him. <laughs> Pro- I, I think that has a lot to do with it. It's, <laughs> it could be. It's also,
1: it's also just, um, uh, I don't know. He served his purpose, right? Sure. Like, he was, he was just meant to be the captain of that ship that they took, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I, I like, though, that that's, that's how they treated that sort of thing. You don't need to make a character out of everyone. Do sure. you know what I mean? Like, sure. the idea that someone just, you know, like uh, last episode we had Paul Sun Hyun Lee. Yes. Cameos are great. I'm all for them. Yeah. Uh, they don't need to all be important characters, though. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, at the end of this, they've achieved their goal. Mando has helped Bo Katan and her team secure the ship yep and he's he basically says listen i gotta go i gotta get back to my ship yep and i gotta i have to get the child and
0: i need to just get out of here and she says you have to go to the city of kaladin in the forest planet of corvus uh which i looked up by the way on wikipedia neither of those things apparently existed in star wars lore prior to this episode So so that's really interesting
1: Cool. Yeah. So it's a brand new sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but anyways, he's going to be connected with Ahsoka Tano. So uh, I think, though, we're going to have two more side mission things before, before? we get to that. Though. Okay. Yeah.
0: I have speculation on that. And uh, this I don't think this is spoilers because it might not be true. But the next episode is, I don't know who it's directed by, but I know the episode five is directed by Dave Filoni. So Dave Filoni, of course, being one of the creators of... You know, well, he created Ahsoka Tano essentially with George Lucas. So they, so I, I really think that this next episode that we're gonna get, we'll either get nothing with Ahsoka, or we're gonna get like a very small tease right at the end with Ahsoka, and then the episode following is going to be the Ahsoka episode. Uh, and I'm, I'm really, really excited to see uh, how Rosario Dawson portrays her. She's gonna be the most mature version of Ahsoka that we've ever seen. Um. And uh, and the fact that Bo Katan just you know just casually you know uh, you're gonna look for Ahsoka Tano like just casually mentions <laughs> it I was just like oh okay we're you know let's go we're in yeah, yeah, um yeah. and uh, and I, I adored it I really thought we were gonna see her for just a brief second for some reason I'm like there's still seven minutes there's still seven minutes of the episode left right I was like I couldn't even think and uh, and I was like well no there's credits and yeah he just flies away and there's a little funny moment with with the child and a, a weird squid thing but. Um, you know, I think the thing that I enjoyed so much about this episode is they introduced Bo Katan in a way where they're like, you're a Star Wars fan, you know about all this. We're just gonna connect these dots and we're just gonna give you such little, tiny little pieces of information, but they're they're big deals. Um, and I think the way that they they did this you know what her motivation is you know she's after the dark saber you know what she wants to achieve and what her end goal is and the cool thing is that's great because that means we don't need to see her in the next episode or the episode after that or the episode after that we just we know her motivation
1: you you absolutely nailed it they 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 did handle the her introduction very well and and even though it was very casual and very passive if you will because it is star wars fans that are really gonna enjoy it um Mm -hmm. I think they they still did a really good job of showing how how uh, badass she is in live action, right? Oh, and So you know, good. Katie Stackoff did like a fantastic job yes. of bringing that character. Her her she already did with her voice, but now she's able to really kind of go that that distance with with the live action and she's already that kind of an icon yeah in her in her live action stuff so it's perfect it was perfect it was it was it was a great it was a great way i I know there's people that are probably not gonna like this episode and i i I think i think so but maybe not like star wars fans like star like clone wars and and rebels fans and stuff like that right? right but like i think some people might not necessarily have enjoyed this this sort of again like he meets them, then he has to do another mission, and then he sure. has to go do. So do you know I mean? so you're like saying right? You're
0: saying to The to, formula to us, might just be a little right bit, yeah. to us. This broke formula, and to to start people that watch Rebels and Clone Wars, this broke formula. But for the people that didn't. It didn't break that formula. It's just another side mission because they're not the, those epic things that I'm talking about. Those quick, like two lines, three lines that she says about her history and and Mando's past and Death Watch and things. That doesn't really resonate with the people that re- don't really know about it, right? So maybe maybe you're right. Maybe there is there are going to be those people out there. But I, I I gotta say, like even for those people, I mean the action, the pace. The music, the the way this episode was directed, uh, and the way that it was a, a really lovely, like just again another great self contained story, but done in a way that that felt just it felt like a piece of a movie, man. Like it felt like a Star Wars movie. You got you got you got your little piece of information that you wanted,
1: right? That's like all you, it, you spent yeah. you spent you spent two episodes roughly well yeah two episodes roughly for one and two not yeah. getting anything and yeah. then here you go with your
0: third episode <laughs> I'm, so getting I'm so happy i'm so happy i get you yeah <laughs> let's hear it justin your final thoughts and your review score and then uh we'll talk about uh what is the way
1: all right so my, my i'm gonna start with my review score sure and i'm gonna go with uh, a solid 4.7 wow bowls of chowder <laughs> yeah out of five, I, love I really it. liked it. I yeah. liked it. I I think that this is you're right, Nate. This was the episode that gave fans that sort of like that piece that's it's it's connected to. We're something moving that, forward, yeah. And it's still and it's still connected to something that that we appreciated about Star Wars, right? right. Bringing in Bo-Katan and now we're gonna we know that Ahsoka is gonna make an appearance and so on. Who knows? Who knows what else is down the road? I, I love the episode. I think it's great. I think we you you, you summarized it actually very well. They 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 introduced. A character that was new in the best way possible for star wars fans and for new for new people that don't know her character um and i think that that's that that in itself was very well done they showed the action side to her character and her mission they gave her purpose it was fantastic so that's the reason why i give it the score uh what is the way uh i love that idea i love that idea (laughs) of doing what is the way um this is all really. I, we at the end there, we have really established that we're, her character is after that dark saber. It means a lot to her. It means a lot to her people. Mm-hmm. It's it to her is this uh, signifier that she is leading Mandalorians mm-hmm. or the Mandalore. Um, so she's gonna she's gonna be back. She might be in some sort of a show showdown. Mm-hmm. She might be one of the new resources that we see uh, Mando reach out to. Yeah, uh, to help right with mm-hmm. with his cause because he's he's gonna have to do something right i think i honestly think with where we're ending up is that boba fett's gonna grab the child and end up trading in the bounty to interesting uh, moff gideon interesting moff gideon, which is leading to a massive showdown at that's uh, that's where i think it's going okay. it's a very uh good the bad the ugly uh, this is a theory that's obviously been online sure and uh, stuff like that and it does make sense that that's where it's going and you know the also the 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 influence of western movies in this idea absolutely it's creating its own its own homage to that uh and there's there's interesting things at at play here so very cool
0: um but yeah i think that's what we'll see (laughs) well i will say uh justin this as i said this episode is exactly what i want from this show it's it was the perfect blend of side quest and main story progression uh while opening up backstory for the mandalorians in general um, I just, I love the episode so, so much. And, and again, like this is all it, it's all it takes, dude. This is John Favreau, Dave Filoni. If you're listening, this is all I want. This is all you need to do to get me to give it five bowls of Mon Calamari tentacle chowder out of five. Um, this episode made me so happy. I was just as happy with this episode as I was with episode three uh, of the last uh, season. And I, when I look back at that, I rated that five out of five as well. So for me, I'm just like, I think I rated five out of five. I'm pretty sure. If not, I should have. Anyways, <laughs> it was the pacing, the music, the the fact that it felt like a movie, um, the, the way that they sort of, in a way, they, they really made this episode, they made it out for people hey this isn't just the baby yoda show this isn't just a show about the child in fact the child is not even in a majority of this episode uh he's he's sidelined and, and babysat and that's perfectly fine um because you know we'll get more of him i'm sure uh as we get later into this season um as far as what is the way i firmly believe that we're going to see how this series plays into the larger storyline of star wars uh, before the end of this season i think we are going to get the connection with ahsoka which is going to connect us back to there's going to be some connection with boba but there's also going to be some connection with clone wars uh and with clones specifically cloning uh yeah, i think we might even get I to agree. go to camino i would love to yep. uh to figure out maybe does this you know is moff gideon technically working for The Emperor. Is there some sort of connection there uh, in terms of you know, baby, uh, baby Yoda, the child um, has healing ability. Maybe this is something they're trying to learn about. How can they? How can they bring someone back from the dead? How can they? So there's uh, there's a lot to kind of open up, and I think this series, as much as we want it to go away from from the Jedi, I think is going to fall right into it, and I think we are going to get that. And that's okay. that's okay. That's okay. It's okay. I get it. I don't. I just don't want this to all be about Luke Skywalker or or no, no, or no, no, Darth no. Vader. You know what I mean? No, like, but
1: I I know I, I, I agree with you yeah. there. But I think I think the the reality is is that this is Star Wars. These are the things that make Star Wars. Right. Now we've had a good solid season without Jedi really sort of thing, but the interest for a lot of people was the child. Yes, and its abilities and what is it and so on. And because we know of Yoda. So it was the symbolism of the Jedi and the Force, like right in front of your eyes right. the entire time and all the characters don't really seem to acknowledge it. Do you right. know what I mean? Like it's like the fans were the only ones that knew what that thing was. Right. 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 And, like, and I think
0: the, the other interesting thing too is I mean, while she didn't spend that much time with him, Bo Katan has seen Yoda before. Right, so she she gave you know when she saw the child for the first time, there was kind of a look on her face, and so maybe maybe through her character and obviously through Ahsoka, we're gonna we're gonna learn more. I also hope we see Sabine Wren. I think that would be amazing if we could get her a live action version of her, and and also something that wasn't spoiled for us. I would just give us something that wasn't spoiled. And I, I get it. We seek these spoilers out as huge Star Wars fans. We we know that Boba Fett's gonna be in the show. We know Rosario Dawson's playing um, playing Ahsoka Tano before we even hear about it or you know but i would love just out of the blue if sabine just shows up or 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 ezra is just randomly somehow involved even if it's just for a split second i right. think would be really and what neat. we
1: see Thrawn, like like that's like the yeah. other thing too it's like it's like they they left off rebels yes like the, the the big picture to your point like i think is is interesting is that they could be seed planting to kind of offshoot and finish telling those stories in live action right? right like tell the sabine and ahsoka story tell the ezra you know and their search for ezra and trying to bring ezra back right like yeah there's there's opportunity there especially with the fact that feloni did create those stories yeah. right with with I'm, I'm sure you know very much the blessing of of george, george at, Lucas, at the very yeah. minimum right so so if you know if he's off to do that and he's been doing that Um, and he wants to somehow bring his stuff to life, I'm okay with that because that stuff wasn't, wasn't bad. Cool. It was actually good. I was actually very surprised at how much I really enjoyed it. I think the one thing I didn't enjoy all the time is that it was animated. Sure. Right? Like, even though some stuff felt very mature and serious and and very you know dramatized in this traditional star wars way some of it almost felt a little too
0: you know leaned to obviously the kids side right? sure it's like, of you course know, it's still a cartoon so, right yeah um course, so. but yeah i mean it, listen if you look at the trailer for season two the coolest thing is we've pretty much seen everything from the trailer except for grief karga and karadoon's characters walking towards the Mandalorian and I think there's a scene where they're they're in the ship I think that's with him. the next episode you think that's the next episode right I so, think that's the next yeah, episode because yeah. you're right
1: I was breaking down what we've seen already in the trailers and you're right everything has been there but we still we have Justin that's...
0: we still have what four episodes and we've seen pretty much everything in the trailer I just think that is really exciting and I really hope listen keep up this keep up this pace or even if you give us more side mission stuff that's fine but give us give us those tastes give us those tidbits of Of some sort of progression through and and I'll give it five uh, bowls of tentacle chowder every single time. Well, Justin, that has been our watch club for, I think, in my opinion, the best episode of the season so far.
1: So far, it's only episode three, though, <laughs> Nate. God, I'm not going <laughs> to jump to so sort of rash, blash. Yeah, wait, wait, yeah. wait
0: till we get to the end. and sure, we can talk sure. about what is the best. Yeah, oh, my yeah. God. Um, but if you like this episode, feel free to write in to our show. Justin, where can they write in to tell us uh, if they would love a bowl of tentacle chowder? Yeah, if you want to let us know what you thought of the latest episode of The Mandalorian, you can
1: hit us up at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That is wearegeekcentric.com
0: gmail.com. Very cool. Well, geeks, that is it. Uh, again, thank you so, so much for joining us on the show. Uh, of course, we are doing this uh, pretty much every week. So if you want to watch the show and then tune in and, and you know hear us geeks talk about it, um, that's great. But again, I would love to hear your voice. Let us know what you think. We want to hear your questions. Uh, and who knows what What's, you know, just like John Favreau, you know, we might bring on some crazy special guests uh, going forward on this Watch Club. And thank you so much for joining us. And Justin, as we say, this, this is the, the way. way.